do 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 I don't want to wait for my life to be content. So, yeah, maybe we should get some intro music. Why? You don't want me to <laughs> I could just, I could skip it and just go to, to the, uh, like, just talking. We don't have to, we don't have to do anything special. Hello, everyone. I could do an Ethel Merman opening. They were talking about Ethel Merman. They were? Yeah. I don't remember them talking about Ethel Merman. There's no show like a show like no show I know. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Everything about it is appealing. You know that. You, you don't know Ethel Merman? There's no business like show business? I know the song you're singing. Does that help? You don't know Ethel Merman? No. Oh, my God. Again, not a grandpa, grandpa. Oh, my God. You weirdo. Ethel Merman, what a dish. <laughs> um anyway so welcome back to horny creek everybody it's uh my name is mark with me as always is my fiance carol how are you doing today carol hey what's up not much it's been a good week here it is february 18th 1998 you know what horny creek is not horny this week oh it's still horny they 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 Managed to shove some horniness in. Just a little, though. I mean, it was very non-horny for them. Joey and and Jen are discussing the, uh, Dawson's cock size. True. Do you think he has a pistol or a or a rifle? <laughs> she says. That was funny. I think he's got one of those uh, those those tiny little guns that women <laughs> put in their purses. There you go. <laughs> I think he's got. Anyway, uh, so this week on Horny Creek, the, the it, it is a little bit subdued because the creek's being menaced, not by Jason Voorhees, unfortunately, no. but by uh, a hurricane, Hurricane Chris, Yes, <laughs> which is the most ridiculous sounding. It's like not Hurricane Camille, not Hurricane Hugo, Hurricane Chris. You might as well be like, oh, we're being attacked by Hurricane Keith. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's such a weird name for a hurricane. Just because it's so... It's just generic and vanilla. It does. It seems it would take some of the power away, I think. Exactly. It doesn't sound like a hurricane name. Well, I mean, the hurricane ended up not doing too much damage. That's right. Like a Chris Wood. <laughs> That's right, all you Chris's out there calling you out. Oh, my goodness. You couldn't blow an entire New England town down. <laughs> so, yeah, in this episode, there is a hurricane. Yes. And, of course, it's also called hurricane. a metaphor for what's happening. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. A, a with metaphor. the people. Oh, look at you. <laughs> look at you noticing motifs and right, foreshadowing. Right. Um, so Dawson's mom is all pissed off because she wants to cover this hurricane. Yeah. And instead, you know, they have Bob do it because he has a penis and she doesn't. She doesn't? <laughs> well, I mean, she's she kind of two. has too. But, yeah. you know, I understand where she's coming from, though. Like, when I worked at 7-Eleven, mm-hmm. I found they out. They didn't let you cover a hurricane? They wouldn't let me work the afternoon shift by myself. Oh, okay. Or the midnight shift. Was it afternoons or midnight? Probably midnights. I don't know. They wouldn't. It was. It would have paid more, and they said I was too pretty to work it. <laughs> and I was really pissed. I'm like, but I want the money, and they're like, no, that you'll get raped. Yeah, but don't you know? Don't you know about the uh, 
the notorious 7-Eleven rapists. <laughs> I mean, 7-Eleven gets robbed a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think it matters really who's behind the counter. I believe it. That's true. I believe it. Yeah, no, no one goes in there and is like, uh, all right, it's the hot chick today. <laughs> we can rob it. Right. Um. I think I've told the story on, on one of the shows that one of the many shows that we do before about someone that I knew that robbed a seven eleven. What? In college. <laughs> I didn't tell you that I didn't say that story. I I feel like maybe you did, but wasn't it pretend? No, someone I pretend. You mean <laughs> did I just lie to the, the, the audience? No. I knew someone in college that was struggling to they didn't have the money to pay for their college. And I knew someone that robbed a 7-Eleven. That's insane. And got enough money to pay for college. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, good for them, I guess. I guess, yeah. 7-Eleven's insured or whatever. Yeah, their insurance will pay for it. <laughs> their premiums go up a little bit. Who cares? <sighs> anyway, speaking a, of premiums. It's a victimless crime, except for the clerk that was murdered. <laughs> she was very attractive. Holy shit. <laughs> so they killed her. No, they didn't. The person I knew didn't murder anyone, and it would, wasn't me. Not. And it wasn't me, coppers. <laughs> you want to know a little secret? They didn't even use a real gun. Okay. Did they use a toy gun? They used a toy gun. In now, I wasn't there for the robbery. Just because I have this level of detail doesn't mean I was there for the robbery. This is all what I was told. Uh huh. So I don't know. If this, I mean, who knows? This person might have been lying. I don't know. But this is what they told me. Uh, toy gun in the the pocket, like jacket pocket. Uh-huh. So it makes the outline, but you don't see the gun. So that's what it was. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, truly, like, a clerk in a convenience store is not probably going to fight you for money. They're just going to give it to you. I haven't done many jobs like that, but I, I'm pretty sure... That in jobs like that, they tell you don't fight yeah. back. Just give them money. Well, it's not that, worth your I, life. I remember specifically at uh, Bargain Books, they told me that. But, um, you know, that was a place where we always worked by ourselves, almost always anyway. Oh, pretty girls in a bookstore <laughs> by themselves. But at 7-Eleven, they had, like, timers for the locks on the safe. So, like, you couldn't always get into it. I wonder if that caused anybody to, like, get like pissed off and kill people because they couldn't give them the money. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like that just, that's an alarming thought. Anyway, back to Dawson's Creek. Back to Hurricane Chris. <laughs> um, This is such a crazy episode. So everybody congregates at Dawson's. Hurricane Rob. Why? What? What? It's just, that's what it's like. Hurricane Bill. Okay. Um, I, I don't quite understand why they think that Dawson's house is the place to be. I was thinking about that, too, because they invite Joey and her her family, Joey, Joey's sister, and Joey's uh, sister's black boyfriend mm-hmm. that impregnated her. Right. Um, Who is not married to her. <laughs> I just wanted to sound as judgmental as Graham's for right. once. But they, that, their situation I kind of get. Because they have a little, like, shanty, like, right on the water. Yeah. So I kind of get that. But Jen and her grandma live next door, presumably in another house built ostensibly 
about as well as the other as the Leary house. Yeah, well, but it was just the two of them by themselves because the grandpa apparently was in the hospital conveniently this week. Right, because they didn't. They were like, "Oh, we got to haul a body." Uh, nah, let's not do that. <laughs> Say he's gone. So I think it was probably more of a, a just let's you know be together. Yeah, I guess just like huddling for safety and warmth. Yeah, but what also it? easier to shoot in one location. Exactly. But it was weird, because, I mean, that's, like, five extra people. So you got eight people now in your house during a hurricane. Yeah, during a hurricane. (laughs) Um, And then Pacey and his brother. Yeah, Pacey is a brother. Yeah, who's a a cop. Aforementioned, a a non-aforementioned brother named Doug. Deputy Doug. Who's a cop, who helpfully tells us that Pacey's father, their, their father... Is the chief of police of Cape Side. Yeah, I think it's for the exposition. Information we didn't have anymore. It's so funny, though. Like, I mean, I get it's got to come out some way, but it is sort of clunky when he's like, that's because our father, the chief of police of Cape Side. It's right. Like, Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, young adult novel. It seems silly, too. Like, school got canceled because this hurricane's coming. School's out for hurricane. <laughs> And Pacey is being forced to help his brother put up no swimming signs on the beach. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, who is going to be like, shut up. (laughs) Did an owl fly in here to do the show with me? Apparently. But seriously, who's going to go swimming in a hurricane? I don't know. Do they really need a sign? If somebody's that stupid and reckless, then they're not going to... They're not going to be, like, deterred by the sign that oh. says no swimming. Yeah. Oh. These two people were swimming in a hurricane. Do you think they deserve to die, Samuel L. Jackson? Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. What's that from? That's from A Time to Kill. Oh, yeah. We did that. that oh, movie. yeah. Yeah. I know it's unfamiliar. Those of you that don't know what we're talking about, listen to our other show. <laughs> One of our other shows. Any of our other shows. Um... I, I didn't understand this, though. Okay, so Pacey's helping his brother. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're at the teacher's house, like, mm-hmm. helping her. Sure. Why? don't know. And then they end up just going in and hanging out with her. They're like, helping board up her house. But, like, why? It's just, like, She's hot. too convenient. Too fucking convenient show. It is. It is, it is a little too convenient. But so that's that's where our two stories are taking place. The entire time, Pacey's like, "Doug, you're gay." Yeah, he's teasing him about you know being a closeted gay man because he likes uh, Ethel Merman. Like I said, he likes he likes show tunes and, and Barbara Streisand and, and musical theater. Now, as a non-gay man, and there's nothing wrong with being gay at all, right? Uh, as a non-gay man, I like musical theater too. I, I'm a fan of my my grandmother watched them. I'm a fan of musicals and and everything. Right. I know people like Ethel Merman. However, this guy does know a lot more musicals than I do. You think? I think so. Yeah. Do you think he's gay? Do I think he the character is going to actually turn out to be gay? Yeah. Probably not. Oh, we'll see. But I think it's one of those things that's that's uh, you know. Let's ha ha ha. Let's joke about it. Right. And let me pull a gun on you because you're saying I'm gay. 
Because that's the worst thing you could be in the world. That was so fucking ridiculous. And poor, poor Ms. Jacobs, like... He needs to get fired, by the way. Pacey's like, his brother pulls a gun on him be- and points it directly at Pacey. And Pacey's like, he does this all the time. That's not safe gun no, safety. No, that is not mentally safe or physically no. safe. Like, that's fucking, that's fucked up, dude. Yeah. Like, that's very, very bad. That's a deadly weapon. You know, an accident could happen, right? Yeah, and he's just like, tell her, say it, say I'm not say gay. Say I'm not gay. Because I, a gay being gay is terrible. So, the worst thing in the world. Yeah, like, what is up? Like, homophobe? Which is why he might be gay. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But he did seem very interested in Ms. Jacobs. They, they, that does happen a lot of times where... where People like the people that hate gay people the most sometimes end up uh, secretly being gay. Right. And it, it happens so much to the point where sometimes I'm afraid that maybe I'm really just a giant spider. <laughs> You're such a freak. Because <laughs> oh, I don't like spiders, you know. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I would definitely not like spiders, even if I were one. Just saying. You'd be the Uncle Tom of spiders. <laughs> A self-hating spider. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Anyway. But, yeah, Pacey and his brother are hanging out with Ms. Jacobs. And his brother... Playing Monopoly. Yeah. His brother leaves them alone for a few minutes to go check on some noise. During which check on, a, check on another man. <laughs> during this time, Pacey's trying to like make out with her and shit. Like, what a fucking moron! Like, no one in this show has any self restraint. No, and no one like no one is stealth at all. No, everyone else, everyone in the show failed their stealth check. Yeah, they're all just doing everything out in the open. No secrets. I mean, maybe that's a small town thing. This is a bunch of ones. I'm telling you. Right. They rolled a bunch of ones. <laughs> Critical failures. Um, That's for all you dorks out there. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, although my fiance has. Dungeons and Dragons is cool. But I know all the lingo. I know about mages and stuff like that. And the helm of disintegration. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, Those are all things, aren't they? I don't know about the helm of disintegration, Come on. but you're you're close. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yes. So Ms. Jacobs and Pacey are literally rolling around on the floor, like he's like tickling her or whatever. Yeah. When his brother walks in, <laughs> right? He wishes. Um. And his brother's looking at him like, "What the fuck?" Like you saw the look. Like I mean, oh, yeah. he obviously was like, "Oh my god, something's going on." Yes. But then he acts like nothing's going on and continues to flirt with her and asks her on a date. Well, because he said, "Oh, it was an accident or whatever." Yeah, he's like, "I'm sorry, sorry, my uh, clumsy brother, you know, right. messing with you." He so, he couldn't believe it of his of his little brother. He had to excuse it away. He can't believe his little brother is uh, got enough meat for that. Sauce. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it is kind of unbelievable that a woman as beautiful as her would be with a teenage boy. Yeah. Which... Fucking criminal. 
I mean, yeah, not only is it criminal, but I'm just saying, like, it's also like she should have her pick of men. Yeah. Actual men. Well, that is true. And, but it's, is there, what is going on? Is there a spider crawling down somewhere? (laughs) They're like staring off the wall, at the wall. I'm looking at the picture that my little niece made. Okay, great. (laughs) You know, we're doing something here, right? Totally engaged with you. I like to stay in the moment. Looking at the picture. Uh huh. Anyway, uh, it's it's hard to because Joshua Jackson's actually like twenty one years old. Right. It makes it. I think we've probably mentioned this before, but it makes it look better than it would be. You have to think back to Joshua Jackson, Mighty Ducks one, with her now. Was he really, like, 15 in that movie? Probably. I don't know. Yeah. That's creepy. That movie came out about seven-ish years ago. Okay. So, yeah, he was probably, like, 14. Something like that. So, yeah. I mean, if you really... D2, then, if you really want to make sure. But either way, I mean, yeah, there's a big difference between an actual 15-year-old and Joshua Jackson in Dawson's Creek. Right. So, I get what you're saying. I can see the chart. Actual 15-year-old and then towering over him. Joshua Jackson at Dawson's Creek. Right. I mean, I guess we're supposed to believe that they just got their growth spurts real early. <laughs> like... No. Th- so what I th- when stuff like this happens, I like to imagine that Dawson's Creek exists in an alternate universe. Sure. Where they're just all giants. <laughs> But yeah, he does. He towers over her like an actual uh, man might do. Right, because he is a legal adult. Right, who could drink and everything. Right. (laughs) So yeah, it doesn't look as creepy as it should. But it is creepy. Trust me. It's fucking criminal. And they have no decorum. Like, his brother's gone and he circles back to her house and then, like, puts his arms around her and stuff on the porch. Yeah. They were playing a game of uh, what if or if something. What was it called? Yeah, what if. Okay, what if. Yeah, I don't, I don't. um, Or maybe it was just if. Yeah, I don't remember. It's not a game we played. Yeah, it was getting, it was a getting to know you, ask you questions game. It's like never have I ever. Except less raunchy and no drinking. Yeah, no. What a waste. Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, they should have all gotten naked. Well, I'm sure that would have been her fantasy. Brother on brother action? Ew! Ew! Well, that's what you just said. I'm saying she's a dirty old woman. That's gross. By the way, anyone who has a fantasy of twins, like twin women, that's as creepy, by the way. Just think about it for a second. You couldn't be more related. Yeah, it's really nasty. Yeah. It's fucked up. Two women at once is fine, I guess, if uh, that's your thing. But not twins. No, not related women no. in general. Not like sisters. No relation. Not mother-daughter. Ugh. None of that shit. That makes me want to vomit in my mouth. It's gross. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Oh, and also his brother actually like asks her out a couple times and asks her out on the way out. Like he's totally like all over her. Oh yeah, and she's like, actually, I'm sorry, I'm seeing someone. And Pacey just looks so fucking happy. Oh, he is, man. The so cat that ate the canary. I don't. He's the schoolboy that ate the teacher. I don't know what is happening. Like this makes no sense. Like she shouldn't be turning down actual men for the fifteen year old boy. 
<laughs> that shouldn't be. She's in love with him. <laughs> At first she was going to say yes because she thought he was gay when he asked her out. Well, yeah, she was saying yes to a friend date. Yeah. Like she would with, you know, Professor Gold or whatever who, the fuck his yeah, name is. Who she's also not actually dating. Yeah. So she's just like uh, one of those, uh, what do they call them? I'm not going to use either of those words. <laughs> She's you, a lady. You're, tra- you're trying to entrap me. <laughs> She's a lady who has a lot of gay man friends. A How homo- about that? A homosexual. Um, I'm trying to think of a word that starts with H that isn't the actual word they use. That's not derogatory to women. Yeah, good luck. A homosexual um, haberdasher who happens to be a woman. <laughs> sure. <laughs> How about that? So, yeah, um, it's kind of fucked up that both Pacey and his brother want her so much. Yeah, I guess. It happens. I mean, they, you know, they have the same genetics, so. And she is very pretty. Yeah, she's pretty. So over Jesus at... Jesus Christ, do you want her? I mean, what the fuck is going on? What? what? You just mentioned she's very pretty like seven <laughs> times. Did I? Yes. <laughs> Well, over at the Leary house, uh, there's a lot of fucking chaos. So Joey, by the way, is just hanging out in Dawson's closet again, like what she does. Like, how creepy is that? Yeah, first uh, Pacey's brother's in the closet, and then Joey's in the closet. But, I mean, this is the second episode where she's randomly been in his closet and spied on him. Yeah, it's weird. And he still hasn't told her not to do it. (laughs) It's because he doesn't care. He should care. There should they have no boundaries. They're no. weird. Yeah, they are weird. They're like one of those couples that have that go to the bathroom together, like in the same, <laughs> you know, in the right. sa- at the same time or whatever. <laughs> but um, there's a lot of issue with his mother because she's sitting there on the fucking steps of the house, not in the closet like before, no. not in a room with the door shut like she should be. No. Just out in the open house on the stairs. Not off screen. Talking to Bob. Bob. And calling him, like, pet names and going... You're so bad. I want you back in one piece. Oh. Like, what the fuck? Well, at first, Dawson makes it very clear that he knows. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, oh, Hurricane Bob. Oh, no. Bob's name is Chris and Hurricane's the anchor or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, he, he's like, he's talking about how good of a person his dad is. And mm-hmm. he makes it very clear to his mom that he knows. Yeah. And I mean, I think she was still in a little bit of denial, but she wanted to make sure he really knew. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, there's no way she's trying to hide this in any way. She, I, you know, after we hear her side of the story mm-hmm. later in the episode, I think you're right. I think she wants to get caught. Yeah. I don't think she wants... I think she's been trying to get caught. Yeah, she wanted chaos. Because yep. she's way... She was She was way too fucking happy and she, content. She's just an agent of chaos. Ugh. She oh. makes me ill. Yeah, we'll get to it, though. So, yeah. So Dawson lets her know that he knows. And then she decides. She's like, I'm going to end it. It's going to be over. And she she just, starts talking to Joey about it, too. Yeah. Because she knows Joey knows, obviously. But she decides to make Dawson stay in the room. Right. She's this like, is fucked up where she's like, I have something to tell you. He says, Dawson says, they have a conversation. And Dawson's like, you need to talk to dad about this. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, you're right. 
So she says, there's something I need to tell you, John Wesley Ship uh, TV's The Flash. And he says, thank you for using my full title. <laughs> what is it? And Dawson's like, I'll be, I'm just get out of your hair. Yeah, I'll leave you too long. Ah, I should be heading home, you know, kind of thing. Uh, and she's like, no, we're a family. This Everyone hears this. Which it's is like, ridiculous. He's not in their marriage. This right. is not a conversation for him. Yeah, I, I mean, like, that would be so fucking awkward. And, like, they've always been so in his face about their relationship and what they're doing. Maybe and it's because he's an only child or something. It's, like, I don't know. It's it's weird. But, and, like, at first the way she was talking about, like, her career and stuff and, like, realizing she's not going to, like, reach her career goals. I wanted to be Diane Sawyer, but now now I, maybe I want to be Jenny Jones. I thought maybe she wasn't really going to tell him. I thought maybe she was just going to be like, I'm just going to quit the news. That's what I thought, too. And that would have made more sense with that buildup and with having Dawson there. Yeah. But no, no. She says, every time I've been out of this house, not with you, anytime I've been late, anytime... You know, I found an excuse not to be here. I was with someone else for the last two months. Yeah. What the and fuck? And then she says, having sex with yeah. another man. Yeah. Like, your son does not need to hear that. Full-on va- vaginal penetration <laughs> with another man. <laughs> Both of you men. Ugh. Analingus with oh, another man. Oh, stop it. Yeah. Oh, it's gross. And... So then her husband, he kind of <laughs> loses his mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, understandably. <laughs> yeah. He but, doesn't break the speed force like I feared. but. <laughs> well, I mean, at first he just sits there like catatonic. Yep. And then he starts talking about needing batteries. I always wondered, too, like, does that, does that make them do that? Does mm. that make them freeze when you, if you give uh, cats tonic water? <laughs> Because that's what it's cat cat on tonic, right? Right, right, right. A cat on tonic water. Oh. Sure. But um, then he knocks over the table. That's a better pun than you gave me credit for. You know I don't like puns. No, oh, whatever. It's the second lowest form of humor. What's the first lowest? Mime. Wait, really? No. I thought fart jokes. Below but... below that puppetry. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so sorry, Edgar Bergen. <laughs> He uh, knocks over the table and he screams at her, and then she starts crying. <laughs> he, just, he knocks over the table and just goes, like, What? What's that mean? Then he becomes a minotaur. I'm trying so hard to get out a sentence, and you're like interrupting me to say shit like he becomes a minotaur. <laughs> like, what is going on? This is a dumb show we do. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I thought it was kind of a powerful moment when she yes. starts crying and he holds the flashlight in her face. Because, by the way, the power is gone out now. Yes, yes. And says, don't you cry. You don't get to cry. And I was kind of impressed with her ability to just stop for a minute. I mean, as soon as the light was gone, she started again. But Yeah, well, I mean, she had to stop, collaborate, and then listen to her. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he then goes out to his truck and sits there in a hurricane. Yeah. Not with, smart. With a shotgun in his mouth. <laughs> Dennis Rodman style. Wow. 
That's so. I think she took her life in her hands by going out to this truck. Yeah, don't you? I guess. I mean, I wouldn't have thought that, but I guess kind of. I mean, like he seems a little nuts. He's not doing well, no. I I wouldn't trust him to not become violent the way he had been behaving. So she gets in the truck, and he starts out. He's all smiles, and he's like, the first time I saw you was on that marina. And you're like, suddenly he starts doing like a Hallmark commercial or something like that. (laughs) Right. And he's like, that friend was there, the one that talked incessantly. She had that one of those soap opera names. Like Dorian or fucking, uh, I don't know, something else, Marina. And she was like, Phoebe. And she was like, that's right, one of the friends, Phoebe. (laughs) And he said, as soon as Phoebe introduced herself, I knew that I loved you. That's what love is. It's a decision that you make. I decided right then and there that I loved you. It was just that fast. And she's all like, she's smiling and wet. I mean, from the turk, from the Right, right, right. And... He's like, and that love endured for 20 years. But I'll tell you what, I take it back just as fast. I don't love you anymore. I choose to hate you. So I fucking hate you. So you better get out of this car before I physically remove you. And she she fucking, uh, her countenance changes pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she she has no idea, like, the level of fucked that she is. Like, yeah. she actually thinks she can go talk to him and make it better. Right. Like, she had a damn near perfect marriage. Yeah, she had a perfect game going. And then she just fucked it all up, and she's like, oh, but we'll just make it perfect again. It'll be fine. Right. Idiot. Yeah, it's not It's not building dominoes. You can't unpee on snow. Oh, it's always going to be yellow. Interesting. <laughs> wow. I've never heard that before. I, I just made it up just yeah, now. It's pretty good. Thanks. I thought so. But, so, then, he drives off. In the fucking hurricane, like a maniac. Yeah. I mean, not smart. No. Then he shows up at the end of the episode again. And she's sitting on the porch, drenched. Like, she's just been out there through the whole hurricane. She probably has. So then he sits down, and he's like, why'd you do it? Like, and well, he, first of all, when they were in the car, he he said, it's Bob, isn't it? And she, she, she silenced Deem's consent. So, you know, like, she admits it through her silence. I guess. And then he launches into his whole thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But then, so he goes, why'd you do it? So he's asking all the questions that you want to know. Because what, like, you find out, I mean... I, as, to my knowledge, I haven't been cheated on, but these are all the questions you would want to, you know, as a guy, these are all the things you'd want to know. Who was it? Why? How long? Mm-hmm. You know, you'd want to know that. You want the details, sure. Um, you wouldn't want them, but it's just like you need to know. Right. Thing. It's weird. But anyway, so he's like, so why'd you do it? And her explanation is interesting. It's actually, it's actually a very, I mean, I, I. I you longtime listeners of the show will know how much I hate infidelity and cheaters right. and stuff like that, uh, almost to a pathological level. But um, so I'm definitely not on her side. But it's it's interesting, yeah, because she says 
Can I do this one? You can do uh, Michelle Williams. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. Go ahead. Oh, look at that. I got uh, full-on blanket permission, everybody. I can do whatever I want. Well, okay, within reason. Um, No show tunes. So she says that the reason she did it essentially boils down to boredom. Yeah. That she woke up one morning and realized that her life was perfect. She had the perfect husband. She had the perfect job. She had the perfect house. She had the perfect child. And she had everything that she's always wanted since she was six years old. And she didn't know what to do. She had like an existential crisis where she she didn't want for anything anymore. She wanted to want. Yeah. And she wanted to, like you said, she she needed to destroy things to... You know, get to try to pursue perfection again, I guess. So that's why she started having sex with Bob. And she's like, and I do want again. Now I want everything that I lost and, and all this stuff and everything. And then he basically is like, why don't you just shut up? Let's just sit here. He was so much nicer than that. No, he said, I just don't want He's like, I don't want to talk. He anymore. said, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> right. in this In this way that like, it's almost like. And Jerry Maguire, except he actually does say shut up, but like the same almost tenderness. Like I I know he, he's raging, but at the same time he's also still really kind to her. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that is her explanation. And it's interesting because that is one of those things. If anyone that set a goal and then achieved their goal, I think will be familiar with this feeling. There is a joy in achieving a goal that you've set out to do. Whether it's, let's say, you wanted to lose 50 pounds or something like that to get to your ideal weight. As soon as you lose that 50 pounds and you get to that ideal weight, it's it's a great sense of accomplishment. And then, very short time after, it's like an emptiness. Because, what are you going to do? I mean, like... You're there. It's over. Like, I mean, yeah, you got to maintain it or whatever, but like that the nature of human beings is to set goals and keep achieving. Right. To never be fully satisfied. That's why, and no matter what it is, whether it's money, whether it's uh, your career, whether it's, like I said, weight loss or, or some kind of personal development or something like that, writing a book, you 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 have to be in love with the journey because the journey is the fun part. Right. Achieving the goal, that singular thing, it gives you a brief moment of happiness, but it's not, it's like, it's like an orgasm. <laughs> an orgasm is a great climactic moment, right? But it's all the moments leading up to that that really make it worth it. Right. You know? And then, you know, afterwards, you want a snack. Right. Well, and like this, that, that's fucked up. This whole like thing, though, reminds me of, uh, in my philosophy class, my teacher said that um, contentment is death. That like not continuing to strive for anything, that's, that's the end. So, you know, always, always have something. But like. Couldn't she have chosen a hobby? Couldn't she? Yes. <laughs> you know? That, and that's the thing. 
she chose one of the most destructive things that she could do. She could have gotten horribly addicted to gambling and lose a bunch of their money and stuff, and that would have caused enough chaos. That would have that would have just disrupted one of the pillars of their life, their financial security. She chose the marriage one, which disrupts their their emotional security. She could have, uh, you know, like been mean to to Dawson in some way or something like that, and like you know harmed that pillar of their right. life. She could have, you know, set fire to their house. She could have, you know, become a kleptomaniac. But like you like you said, there are healthy ways to do it too. There are healthy ways to challenge yourself. Perhaps she should have she was talking about her career earlier. Maybe and she said she gave up on that dream, so maybe that was part of it. Yeah. Giving up on that dream was maybe the last vestige of I want more mm-hmm. dying in her, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, there are things with her career that she could try to. She could, like you said, pick up a hobby, become, you know, like uh, great at billiards or something. I don't know. Right. Learn a language. Exactly. There are a lot of healthy ways that you can fill that void. Plan a trip to Europe. Yeah. Like... You have to save money. You right. have to get vaccinations, maybe. I yeah. don't know. Itineraries. There are things. <laughs> you have to learn Italian. Right. Oh, no, you have but to she... learn Esperanto, the universal language of the world. But instead, she chose to just blow up their fucking lives. Yep. Bitch. She didn't want to wait. What did you think at the like the close of that with the two of them on the porch? Do you think that they're ever going to be able to work through that? I don't Do you know. Think they're over. They she doesn't want to wait. They they're leaving it open. I think because they're 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 it's drama. So they're obviously going to want to stretch this out. I think. I think the probably what would give the most dramatic tension to the show would be if they try to work it out. Hmm. So that's what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to try to work it out. And then even if it's like, even that if that involves like a separation first, where it's like they're living separately, but, you know, they try to see each other, seek a counselor together, something like that. I think they're going to try some things to see if they can work it out. And then I don't know ultimately where that leaves them. I don't know if they will succeed or not succeed. I know in real life, I know if it was me, that that would be it. Yeah, I I'd, think... I'd be done. I think for most two people months. that would be. I mean, not even just once. Yeah, for two months behind his back. Well, they're still together, too. Like, they're still having sex. Right. That's what's most fucked up to me. Like I've said over and over, it's like, how can she be so affectionate with her husband while cheating on him? Yeah, well, how can she cheat on the person she's cheating on with? What? How can she cheat? How can she cheat on the adulterer? Right, right. She's cheating on her boyfriend. Yeah, with she's her husband. cheating on Bob with her husband. I got gotcha. exactly. Yeah, you get yeah. it. <sighs> so that's that storyline. So, throughout the whole thing, Dawson's being a complete asshole to uh, Jen. Yeah, which he start, which started in the last episode. Yeah. When he found out that she, uh, you know. She's not a virgin. Right. And he was also not being great to Joey. Yeah, that's true. Um, at one point, as you mentioned earlier, Jen and Joey are on the porch talking and... 
Jen is trying so hard to be friends with Joey. Well, she said, I'm going to make it really hard for you not to like me. Yeah, which is cute. But um, she asks what she thinks about, you know, Dawson's penis. And when she finally answers, like, well, based on his height and weight and blah, blah, blah. like Shoe size, hand size. Yeah. I would imagine that he's inseam. slightly above average. And Jen's like, you have thought about it. And she looks so happy. It's like, that's your boyfriend. Why are you so happy that your boyfriend's best friend has put a lot of thought into the size of his penis? Seriously. It's weird. That's another situation where there might be, you know, she might be wanting to get a couple of people in bed there. Oh, you think so? <laughs> I don't know. It's just she's way too accepting of Joey's feelings for Dawson. I guess. You think that's normal? No. No, I don't think anything that happens in this show is normal. <laughs> okay. Um, and then Jen's grandma is, like, being a psycho bitch to Joey's <laughs> sister. That's true. And her boyfriend. like Who are having a debate as to whether or not they're going to get their child circumcised. Yeah, like, what's probably going to end that? up having a girl. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. But, like, what is and up with that? And then they're going to get the, her circumcised. Ew. Yikes. That's awful. That's that genital mutilation that's shit. Awful. You know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really need to think about that right now, now do we? <laughs> We're supposed to be talking about Dawson's Creek, which yeah, is sorry. creepy enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to talk about uh, the uh, horrible things that are done to African uh, African baby girls. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Just stop. Okay. All right. I'm done. Um. Anyway, ah, fuck. I forgot what I was trying to say. The grandma is being a psycho bitch. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, that's pretty much it. She's just being judgmental like usual. Yeah, like talking about like, oh, yeah, you're the unmarried one. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she said something about their baby. uh, Their their babies, they don't know if they're going to be black or white. Yeah. Like, no, they're both. Like, what, what, what? It doesn't matter if you're black or white. But I mean, that's like the most fucked up thing to say because it's a biracial baby. You don't know A lot of people think that, though. A lot of people think like that. It's going to be uh, ostracized by both the black community and the white community because it's never going to fit in with either. That lets a lot of people say, I'm not, that's not a correct attitude to have, but a lot of people think like that, especially from her generation. Well, even if you think like that, keep it to your goddamn self. Yeah, but that's the point of her character is to be old and bigoted. Right. Um, So, yeah, that's going on. And uh, then... Jen. Jen. Dawson. Fine. Get to the meat of the matter. I just wanted to make sure we touched on everything. Yeah. God forbid. (laughs) Because we'd get letters if we didn't mention that Grams was being judgmental around the house. (laughs) She's like a little fairy that flitters in and out of scenes and just to judge people, to tell Dawson he should forgive his mom. So Jen says to Dawson, you know, I lost my virginity when I was 12 years old. That's to, it's a little too young. To an older guy who got me drunk. Yeah, sounds like a, sounds like a real stand-up guy. Like... That's not, like, I don't look at that as, like, oh, she lost her virginity. That's that's fucking rape. Like, right. a 12-year-old girl, you got drunk? Yeah. Fuck. Anyway, and she's like, and so then, you know. Notice I, how they talk about that in a very bad and sinister light. Still not as bad and sinister as it is, though. N- well, agreed. I mean, granted, it's coming from her who it happened to, but. Right. 
Agreed, but they're not painting it as a like an okay thing, right? Right. And then on the other side, we've got uh, Pacey and well, and th- I mean that's it's not exactly the same thing, but they're both wrong. Yeah, he's also older than twelve. Um, yeah. I mean, that's like... And not being plied with booze. That's like a whole other level of prison sentence. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. I'm not saying that they're they're equally bad. Okay. I'm just saying one is being portrayed as like a teen boy fantasy, and the other one is being portrayed as the crime it is. Pedophilia. When they should both be portrayed as, the, as crimes. Right. But anyway, yeah, good. And she's like, you know, and then, you know, I... I used condoms i got on the pill but you know sleeping with all these guys i was drinking all the time blacking out like wow like that's (laughs) (laughs) that's the the (laughs) most confused sounding cheer ever she's drinking all the time she having sex with everybody like wow (laughs) but i mean she's like it's like mr furley came in to do the show with me (laughs) wow It's just insane, the poor girl. Yeah. And then she got caught. She says, I got caught having sex in my parents' bed. By her dad. Her dad had to watch her fucking. And she said, and my dad couldn't even look at me. So he sent me 200 miles away so he didn't have to. Yeah. Because it's her fault. Right. Like, what the, like, where was her dad all this time when Mm -hmm. all this was happening? Yeah. (sighs) So, then... Dawson's like, you know, I'm sorry, I've been awful to you. And finally, the writers decide to write uh, good guy dialogue for right. Dawson. Yeah, he fi- he finally didn't behave in a way that made us want to like hate him and kill him. Yeah, so that was good. But yeah, he apologized to her and and he said, you know, will you will you have me back when I've treated you so bad? And then they're like hugging, and she's like, oh, take two. He says, take two. No, I thought it was her. No, he does. And she goes, mm hmm. Okay, fine. <laughs> but yeah, so they're back together and everything's good. Well, yeah, everything's fine with them now. But I feel really bad for Jen. Yeah. Jen was sexually assaulted and victimized. <laughs> for a couple of years straight, sounds and, like. And now she wants to make a fresh start. And she got judged and sent away by her father for no fault of her own. And then she made a boyfriend. And then admitted everything to him, and then he judged her. Poor girl. And cut her out. And the entire time, she behaved in a much more mature and put-together manner than he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's a dick. I don't like him. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see if young Dawson can uh, can grow on us. Perhaps he'll grow to earn the title of Creek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's definitely earned the title of Horny Creek. But that is the episode. So you can write us at latefee1994awol.com. Do that. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Mm-hmm. And share the tapes with your friends. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm.